Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast because he is an outstanding contributor to health in the software space and in general. His name is Matt Park, Vice President of Sales North America at Dakadu. Dakadu is the health score company providing a mobile-first digital health platform that helps people to live healthier, more active lives. He's had a really great history, really a veteran in software. He was around even before there was Windows. So this guy knows what he's up to. And his experience has gone through the continuum of the provider side, but also especially the employer benefit side through HR software that helps manage care of people. And now at Dakadu, he's doing some pretty cool things, and so including uh, key measurement indicators to help you stay healthy. So I thought it'd be a great place to have a conversation about the things that they're doing there, and uh, couldn't be more excited to have you on the podcast, Matt. Thanks, Saul. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So what is it that got you into the health space to begin with? Well, that's a good question. I've always been really interested, and more and more so over the last few years, in things like nutrition and exercise, I've always been very conscientious and really wondering, you know, when the sort of healthcare business was going to get more focused on how to get people thinking about taking care of themselves. So it's always been on my mind. I've done lots of research on it over the years and it was really just coincidental just as I was thinking about changing jobs a few years ago that I was approached by Dakadu and it's a Swiss company based in Zurich, Switzerland. And to me, that was already interesting because I've lived overseas in three different countries and I speak fluent German and that's always oh, been cool. kind, of a, kind of a hobby of mine, a you know, side interest. So that was interesting. And then the fact that they were doing a digital health platform and wanting to launch in North America, that was super interesting to me because that's really what I do and have done best over the years is startups in the software business. And I've started up companies for U.S. companies. I've started up European operations in several different countries over there for different U.S. companies. And then I've started up uh, different companies and divisions of companies around the U.S. too. So having the chance to start up the operations for a Swiss company in the U.S., that was really exciting, especially in the health sector. Yeah, that's for sure. And you obviously have a really amazing background in, in helping get companies off the ground here and abroad. Dakadu is, is special. So you want to tell us a little bit more about what they do and why it's different? Yeah, this is really an interesting company. So first of all, we it's a digital health platform to engage people in healthy lifestyle, uh, new, better nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, things like that. But more importantly, they spent several years before rolling out their first product to create their core intellectual property, which we call the health score. And the health score is unique because it's a real-time health score. Think about a credit score for your health. That's exactly what I was thinking about, yeah. Yeah, and I call it your batting batting average of health. So it's changing in real time, and this is what makes it really unique. It changes in real time. It's composed of over 100 different data points about human health that we track 
And those roll up into three subcategories of health that we call lifestyle, body, and mind. So we're looking at holistic health, not just one aspect of health or not just one category, but really all the different inputs that really do impact your overall health. So the lifestyle component represents things like uh, movement, nutrition, stress, and sleep. Body is age, weight, height, gender, blood pressure, blood value, so all of your biometric information. And mind is emotional and mental well-being. So that's a core piece of the IP. And then we have a full platform. So now that you know your health score, or now that you know your credit score, so to speak, you've got to have a way to manage it, right? You need a way to make it transparent to the end user. What does it mean? How's it changing? Why is it changing? How can I manage it and improve it? And that's what the rest of the platform does. That's super interesting. And I think about this as sort of uh, the consumer-facing side of early warning scores. Not sure if you're familiar with early warning scores or not, Matt. Early warning scores? I mean, you mean, I know risk scores, if that's what you mean. Yeah, exactly. So they're risk scores, early warning scores for clinicians. They take like Muse is one of them. M-E-W-S, right? And they take an aggregated score of several different parameters. And it's a single number that alerts a clinician if something's going wrong way ahead of time before it actually happens. And so basically, I'm, I'm looking at this as just like, wow, this is so cool. Like, this is a way that you can use it outside of the four walls of the hospital before you end up there. Yeah, no, we could actually do that. I mean, we could deliver that kind of information to clinicians as well. Because the health score itself is actually based on really serious science. And underneath the health score is a complex set of risk models. So the original sort of concept of creating the health score was to answer the question, you know, what are your chances of uh, dying in the next X number of years? So that number can be any number that we plug in there, 10 years, 12 years, whatever. And so in order to create the score, uh, the founder of the company, Peter Onimus, was able to enlist the help of an MIT professor, uh, Professor Dr. Lawrence Jacobs, who was a longtime professor there in theoretical physics, who also happens to be an MD and now works in cardiovascular research at the University of Zurich. But Peter was able to get Lawrence to help him to create the models that would create ultimately the health score. So the health score today is based on 300 million person years of clinical and customer data. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of person years. That's a lot of person years. (laughs) Very hard to duplicate. I mean, just to have the access to this amount of information. So it really was several years of research and science by Dakadu to create Hmm. this. And pretty cool. What does Dakadu mean? It actually is sort of a made up word. Um, According to Peter, (laughs) it is the sound of the rhythm of music, I guess, as they, as they talk about it in Switzerland. So, you know, Dakadu, Dakadu, Dakadu. Okay, all right. Very so nice. Maybe you can think of Dinkadoo if you know who Jimmy <laughs> Durani is. You know Jimmy Durani? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you do? Okay, there you go. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's so cool. That's really interesting. And your customers, obviously, being employers you know, and listeners, if you're an employer thinking about your rising healthcare costs, let's face it, next to labor and just supplies, your healthcare bill is probably one of the largest. And average is 8 to 10% increased costs here. What can you do? What things can you apply to help curb those costs that are really limiting your competitive abilities here? Because we're in a global economy 
So, you know, something to think about. Can you highlight a little bit about who uses you guys and, and maybe a way that you've helped improve outcomes for companies? Yeah, absolutely. So our customers, we're really a technology company and a technology platform. So our platform is um, really designed to enable entities to um, shape it to their own needs. So, you know, we enable customization very easily, white labeling, branding, as well as, um, you know, putting in their own content and, and managing that. So our customers tend to be higher level entities. So we deal mostly with insurance companies. So both health insurance and life insurance companies. We deal also directly with um, large corporate wellness programs. So directly with the corporations. And then lastly, and very interesting, and more recently, uh, we're getting a lot of uh, customers in the pharma business who are focused basically on specific medications and mm -hmm. trying to impact the health of specific uh, populations you know, that have chronic illnesses. And if you think about it, if you combine healthy lifestyle, better nutrition and exercise with most of the major chronic illnesses, you can have a significant impact and outcome on, on those people's health. I guess I should say for the fifth category that we work a lot with is health tech. So this is the sort of the greater healthcare ecosystem of technology companies that are designing products and um, applications, apps, portals, et cetera, to solve all of these problems. And that could do core technologies. And we have a number of component technologies can also be licensed through our open API and then incorporated, integrated very easily into other platforms. Very cool. Very cool. And, and Matt, can you share a story of how your technology has improved outcomes? Anything yeah, come absolutely. to mind? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, in the last few years, we had a, an analysis, an assessment done of a large group of DACA users that were um, out of one specific country. And that was over the course of about three years of their use of the technology. And so we were able to come up with some really good stats showing that the average user's key health measurements, and I'll tell you what those are, improve significantly. So the following information is useful. So the variables that we were measuring were weight, waist size, systolic blood pressure, diastolic blood pressure, resting heart rate, diabetes risk, and hypertension risk. And we saw increases for the percentage of Dakadu users that got impacted ranged between, you know, 10% and 40, you know, something percent, depending on which of those categories you're talking about. And the, the average decrease, meaning benefit, because if your heart rate lowers or your blood pressure lowers, that's good. So that's when it right. decrease. But the improvement, I should say, ranged from 3% at the low end to about 30% at the high end, depending, again, on the variable that we're measuring. And then we, we do another measurement because of the, the core risk engine that this is built on. We can measure some interesting things. So we, we produce another measurement that's called healthy years gained. And 80% of the users had two and a half healthy years gained. So that, that's, nice. that's a really good uh, metric. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. I'll take two and a half more years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you, but you want them healthy, right? You want healthy. Oh, healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Healthy years. Sign Extra me up, Nakadoo. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> Without a doubt. And you think about all the things that employers could be doing for their employees or the payers could be doing for the lives that they cover. This is definitely something very interesting and why not? I mean, we have dashboards for everything else. Why not have a dashboard for our own health? Yeah, agreed. And I think this is one of the big things missing in wellness programs and, and in all entities of 
companies, organizations, the healthcare system that are trying to help people improve their health is the real-time impact of programs doesn't exist. It's very hard to measure. And so in wellness programs, I wrote a paper on this um, last year, and part of it was about what I call the the measurement conundrum. And it's Mm. because we don't know how to measure the health impact of our wellness programs in a short-term way. So what are companies doing? They're trying to find a way to figure out that claims are going down. And all of the people in the in the health insurance business have told me that's a three to five year project. So, you know, eventually people realize that's not going to work. So they tried to figure out that, well, if we can measure absenteeism and presenteeism of employees, that would surely show the data that we need to prove that it's, you know, our programs are working. But, you know, with most companies using a PTO system today, you don't really know why people are even absent. Right. And by the way, when they are sick, they come to work because they don't want to lose their PTO days, which they think are vacation days. So that's, that's, no, that's, that's true. That's That's so true. That's a statistic from the HR organization. That is fascinating. And so what you guys are doing now is through your IP, you're helping people with an early indicator of their investment in wellness. Yeah, it shows an early indicator because you can run a program. Let's say that you wanted to run a challenge for the month of February. And uh, maybe it was something as simple as a walking challenge, you know, trying to get the population of our employees out walking more and promoting it and talking about it. At the end of the month of February, wouldn't it be nice to run a report and say, hey, people, congratulations. We just ended our challenge. It was a great success. We were able to improve the health of the average participant by 12 points. And that to me is the kind of thing that people need to understand. Hey, what I did is working. I see my health score going up every day. And that's the feedback that people really lack in anything that they do, exercise, weight loss, nutrition, is that instant pat on the back that, hey, this is working. It's helping you be healthier. If there's anything that that will help improve, it is measurement. And for sure, it sounds like this is a a novel way of, of measuring the impact of these programs. I like how you guys section things off into lifestyle, mindset, and body. I think it's pretty cool that you guys have specific measurements that lead to the indicator. And um, yeah, it's pretty interesting how you guys have done it. Yeah. You know, by the way, it's not novel. Da Vinci came up with this idea. If you remember his picture of the man, you know, standing yes. with his arms out, that was basically lifestyle, body and mind, what he considered holistic human, right? So that's what we use. That's pretty cool that you mentioned that. Matt, because it's not new. However, I've had a couple guests on the podcast say something very insightful is that innovation in healthcare happens with implementation. And so ideas and technologies exist, but when you can actually implement them and apply them like you guys have, that's when the innovation happens in healthcare. And you guys are definitely doing it. Absolutely. And speaking of innovation, there's currently 318,000 apps, health apps in the app store. 318,000 apps. Is that what it's up to now? Yeah, and it's it's moving up like 200 and something every day, okay? So imagine the amount of data that's being created about people's health and imagine how different and disparate that data is. Oh my gosh. And imagine if you're a consumer and you're trying to measure all these different things and using different apps that none of this data would ever make sense if you put it all together. So I believe that there's a big problem, and that is the normalization of health information. So some kind of standard framework that the health tech world is going to have to start building apps in 
so that they come together and mean something to the consumer that they're trying to impact. By the way, they're all being built with really good intent. And I believe that, that I believe that really is true. And a lot of them can do great things. And it's super what the innovation I see at these conferences, it's science fiction almost. Mm -hmm. But we've got to come up with some standardization. So and one of the ideas, and obviously, I'm certainly heavily biased in this area. But one of the ideas that helps to make this normal is a standardization of a score, a health score, that everybody who's involved in healthcare knows, oh, well, what's your health score? Well, I'm a, I'm a 750. That's great. Or I'm a 550. And people know what that is. Oh, what brought you down? What happened? Ah, my blood pressure. <laughs> but imagine the financial, you know, consumer financial business without a credit score today. It would be a disaster. Yep. It would be. So, yeah, that's a really interesting thought. And it'd be interesting. I mean, now with the, you know, what is it? Meaningful use five and the people getting access. Now the they're going to be required next year to give access to patients, give data access to patients. And um, so I think we're getting closer and closer to that. I think you bring up a really great, great point because if we don't do some sort of standardization, things will continue to get pretty confusing. Yeah pretty messy. So Matt, give us an example of a time where you had a setback and uh, something that you took out of that, a learning. From my perspective, when I started two years ago with Dakadu to launch into North America uh, with this new app, I basically was chasing everything that was, you know, and I'm, I'm responsible for growing the market. So I was chasing everybody who was interested. And I did spend a lot of time with health tech companies early on because they were finding out about us. We were exhibiting at shows and things like that. And, and there was a tremendous interest. And I thought, this is going to be a great area of the market for us. And I still today think it's going to be, mm -hmm. but it still hasn't become. Because um, I think there's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of new companies. There's a, you know, a lot of innovators. And many of them really wanted to have a health score in their application when they saw what we were doing, because it made total sense as part of what they wanted to deliver to the customers. And I spent a lot of time on it. But what I didn't realize was that a lot of these companies barely had a product yet. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't really dealing with, and no disrespect to those companies, by the way, but no, I, yeah, of course. I, needed, I needed to focus my time on uh, companies that were you know, more mature in what they were delivering. And so I think that now I know what companies to work with or what, what, it look, what they should look like for me to spend my time with. So from a mar sales and marketing perspective, I think that it's pretty, there's so much going on in the health tech space and this digital health world that you just have to be careful where you spend your time. I think that's a great call out. And if you had to boil it down, Matt, to just the qualification process, how do you do it now? First is it of all, stage I, of business or is it, is it revenue? What do you do to, to qualify? Well, yeah, one is just ask, do you have requirements? Because <laughs> I find that, you know, sometimes, and now that's one of my first questions, but, you know, I found that a lot of companies, they, you know, what we have is really cool and, what, and they wanted it, but they didn't exactly have requirements to know hmm. how they were going to use it, what they were going to, how they were going to put a product together. And then certainly, yeah, I think what stage they're in, what size customer base they have, if they don't have a customer base, but they want to put our technology in it to hopefully, you know, when it rolls out, it help attract customers. I get it, but can they afford to do that? And, and most likely they can't. No, that's a great learning. And, and definitely it's easy to get excited about a product and lose time. And before you know it, you've spent a lot of time going after a potential customer and there it goes because they weren't qualified. It's a really great share, uh, Matt. 
thank you for sharing that. No, my pleasure. So in this part of the podcast, we're going to do a lightning round. We've got four questions here. It's the 101 on how to be successful in healthcare with Matt Park. And so we got four questions, lightning round style, followed by a book and podcast that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? I'm ready. Awesome. What is the best way to improve health outcomes? Best way to improve health outcomes would be to clearly identify how you're going to measure them, how you're going to measure the outcome that you want to be able to report on. Uh, Because until you understand the whole equation, then you can't create the way to improve it. Love it. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid, Matt? I think kind of what I said before about this business is so big. There's so many different aspects to you say digital health and you think you know what it means, but it means so many different things. So I think you need to narrow your focus. If you want to be successful in the digital health space, you need to narrow your focus on you know, what area are we going to play in? And is it a defined space or am I helping to define it? Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite all this change? Well, we spend an awful lot of time getting out in, in the market. I think last year, Dakadu, even though we're a small company, we did 17 conferences in the U.S. Wow. I think I presented at um, 13 or 14 of them. And we did probably that many in Asia and that many in Europe as well. So we are like super active out in the market. And that way we get to touch what's going on. And it is changing so fast. It's incredible. So you have to be there live to hear what companies are saying, what the leaders of the companies are saying. What's one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization? The end user, the patient. If it's a medical organization, then the patient. If it's a corporation, it's the, you know, it's the employee, it's the constituent, it's the end user. And it is because technology for technology's sake just is a waste. And mm-hmm. if you don't realize who's going to use it and how are they going to feel about using it, And you see a lot of this, quite frankly, with 315,000 apps out there. It's scary, right? So you've got to focus on the end user. What book and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners, Matt? (laughs) The book, then the one that I'm reading right now is Cells Are the New Cure by uh, Robin Smith and Max Gomez. Okay. It's really science fiction. It's happening right now. It's incredible. Foreword by Sanjay Gupta. Oh, very cool. And of course, I mean, I would recommend this uh, here, Outcomes Rocket Podcast. That's why. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you for, <laughs> thank you very much, my friend. Listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down, all the pearls that Matt has shared. You could find those at outcomesrocket.health slash park. That's Matt's last name, P-A-R-K. You could find all the show notes, links to the books he recommended, links to Dakadu, and uh, all there under one page. So Matt, before we conclude, I would love if uh, you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place that they could get in touch with you. Sure. Closing thought is, I think that there's a lot of good things happening in digital health. And as I mentioned before, with a focus on the consumer, on the patient, on the end user, I think that the people that are in Digital health are in it for more reasons than to make a buck. They're in it for um, sincerely wanting to make it have an impact on people. And I think that it can happen. Digital health will play a big role in that. But we have to be extremely focused and aware on every time we bring something to market, how will that really impact in a positive way our consumer? 
a great message. And and Matt, what 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 is the best place for the listeners to get in touch with you or follow you? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, just my, my email address is matt.park, M-A-T-T dot P-A-R-K at dacadoo.com, D-A-C-A-D-O-O.com. Uh, that's the easiest way. Awesome. So listeners, you'll find that again at alconbracket.health slash park. And just want to thank you again, Matt, for spending time with us. Uh, really looking forward to seeing how you guys revolutionize this space of just this one score for everybody's health. Thank you so much for spending the time. Thank you, Saul. That was great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 